So last week I told a story about Amy's family making a cheese run. Yes. Yes. Do you remember this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not cheese. It's beer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then we know our devices are listening to us (laughs) because we've talked about that before. Strangely, one of the websites that I follow put together this list of family phrases that your family says, but no other family says. Okay. Yep. And so we were just talking about that. And then this list, cultivated list, pops up, which had some really funny things on it. Like, that's broke with a capital F. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now thinking that uh, we might need to adopt that here for some of our uh, cold opens. Because quite often they are, right? This this one was this this one was really funny. They were going to go to the beach. This family was going to go to the beach, and they got there, and there was this huge staircase leading down to the beach. And they got to the top, and the mom looks at the staircase and looks down the staircase and says, "That's a lot of up." <laughs> you know, that's that's somebody who's thinking ahead. You got to appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I I can go down to the beach, but I have to go up from the beach. Yeah, so, somebody thinking ahead. That's kind of something I wish we'd done with this cold open. <laughs> Welcome. To Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prinz, where failure is always an option. We can't all be winners. Thanks for joining us. Hi, toddlers. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Nope. Still good. (laughs) Nope. It's in the rundown. I can see it. And it still makes me laugh. (laughs) High High point of the week. Literally, Hi, toddlers. Yeah, it's the high point of the oh, week. Yeah, yeah. I meant to do that. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, so the the beer run cheese run story is courtesy of Amy's grandfather, who would who who coined the term making a cheese run. Do you have so? Do you have phrases like that in your family? You know, most of the ones we have are just like ridiculous things that we've overheard other people say, and then we just mock them. There, we see or hear somebody say something ridiculous, and then we choose to later use that same phrase. We mock them. They have no idea that we even heard it. They're not there, and we just enjoy it for years and years. Yeah, that's... uh that that's mostly we we just we just steal other people's really boorish behavior and then adopt it as our own. <laughs> that's kind of what we do. I have I have an example of one of those. Yeah, yeah. We were outside. We were we were outside a. Uh, what's the name of the? What's the name of the fast food Chinese place? Futon um, Crushers. No, no, that's slow service. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Panda Express. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're standing outside. Panda Express and and the dad the dad says hmm, smells like fried panda oh, 
so now every time every time we go buy one and we're trying to figure out where we're going to eat fried panda ah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah had to be there probably yeah or not maybe maybe not being there is the best thing <laughs> We, we, we've, we, for a couple of, we, we stopped using this one for a while, but we, we had this one in the rotation for, I don't know, six to eight years. There was a point where Lisa and I, we were, we were flying, I think we were flying to London and we flew into, uh, we flew into one of the airports in New York and we were having to transfer terminals to go from the domestic terminal to the international terminal. And it, I want to say we were on like a, like a people mover bus kind of thing or something. Anyway, there was a guy on there who was on his cell phone. He was a, he was a New Yorker and he was very unhappy with the airline. And he was calling to whoever to let them know that the airline was treating him very, very poorly. And he was doing it at a volume that could be heard over the jet engines even though we weren't near the jet engines. So the entire bus could just hear him just going on and on. And he had an accent, a good sort of a, you know, good New York accent or whatever. But the key, the key phrase that he just kept repeating over and over again is that's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You, you understand how they're treating me? This is unbelievable. This is, I'm going to call somebody cause it's unbelievable. So for the next six to eight years, anytime we <laughs> has the waiter come back yet with our water, that's unbelievable. <laughs> we wouldn't do it as loud as he did, but, but it was just, it's just kind of fun, especially because realistically, if you kind of feel like you got like marbles in your mouth a little better, it's kind of fun actually just go, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, there's another one that, that came out from an airport. Uh, I was in Cincinnati and, uh, there was a long line of people to get onto the bus to take you to the commuter terminal and we're all lined up and it's a quite a long line. And this guy just goes, just goes past everybody kind of jogging in his suit. And he's just going past a large number of people and we're all late for airplanes. And so some, somebody, people are like, Hey, 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 come on. What are you doing? How are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I kid you not, <laughs> he turns to this crowd as he's running and says, I'm important. <laughs> and then ran out the door and got on a bus to go to get on a commuter jet. <laughs> so I'm, I'm important. I'm important. Sure. You yeah. are. Yeah. Anybody who's truly important doesn't have to tell everybody that, right? So so for a few years, we also had that one in rotation, um, <laughs> which would they would be like, you know, you go to the restaurant. Remember going to the restaurants? That was cool. Anyway, um, we go to the restaurant and and the and the hostess would be like, Well, that'll be a 45 minute wait. And you wouldn't say it to her because that's just rude and you're not gonna be that guy. But after we'd walk back, we'd go, 45 minutes. I'm important, but I'm important. I'm important. So I don't believe because I'm important. <laughs> I asked, I knew we were going to, you know, we, we did actually, you know, have some kind of, we had a plan kind of right to include this. So I asked, I asked Amy and I asked Lucas 
So do we have, do we have anything in our family that's just us, right? That, that you can come up with like that. Like, I, I mean, I, I will say we'll jump off that bridge when we come to it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which, you know, is just me not mixing things up or mixing things up intentionally, but Amy couldn't really, Amy couldn't really come up with anything. And Lucas said, no, I, I thought about it. I can't really think of anything. I said, huh. Maybe we're more normal than I thought. And Lucas says, oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just because we passed one question on the on the normal cognitive test doesn't mean we ace the, the entire test, Dad. Come on. That's let's now there's also, and I'm just gonna throw this out, and I'm not even gonna tell the backstory uh at all for this episode, because if there's any desire if there's any desire, I can tell the story later. It's not that big a story or whatever. But with uh, me and my sisters uh, and and my mom, none of us kids, all three of us are opposed, unnaturally so, to eating Butterfingers, the candy bar. And if you ask any one of us, what you will hear is, oh, yeah, well, after the incident, we stopped doing that. <laughs> So I'm just going to let that one sit. <laughs> anyway, do we have any follow-up or feedback? We Well, we challenged Greg and Sherry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't even reach out. <laughs> <laughs> so either they're not interested or they haven't gotten to this episode yet. So we'll keep you posted. Okay. All right. Let's on... give them another week. Let's give them a week. Sure. Exactly. Wait, I mean, wait, there's wait, stuff we, going on. We talked to them. <laughs> We did, but yeah. we recorded and then we talked to them and we didn't tell oh, them about immediately. It. That was immediately after, was right? Immediately okay. afterwards. Yes. Yeah. We recorded, then we watched the debate together. Yeah. The, yes. The the five of us. Yeah. Amy, Amy and me and you and Greg and Cherry, all of us, which was that was a lot of fun. That was great. That was really fun. But we didn't tell them that we challenged them earlier in the night. Yes. That because we also didn't know whether it was going to make the final cut. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because <laughs> that may or may not make it. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, so just as a, as a quick follow-up, the, the last episode we were talking about that uh, Greg had s- said that he really, really, really wanted us to do a live episode of me watching the election results. And then he would also wanted to watch uh, me watching the final presidential debate. And we, we kind of agreed that that, that wasn't going to be like a, like a live stream that everybody could jump on and maybe be a members only or something. Uh, immediately after recording, we said, um, well, we could, we could do it like FaceTime or zoom. And so we, we did have a, we, we, we did do that, but just with them, right. Like it was, it was a very, a very narrow members podcast, uh, or a video interactive video. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, only with members that have given themselves numbers. Oh yeah. Good point. Yes. Good point. But Um, at at one point during that, Lucas comes upstairs and what are you guys doing? Oh, you're watching the debate. It sounded like you were yelling at the TV during a football game. I really couldn't tell the difference. (laughs) He's not wrong. (laughs) He was not wrong. (laughs) Yeah. That's clear holding. Why isn't anybody calling the penalty on that? What did that come from? The debate? Football? Nope. Nobody will ever know. Nope. 
Anyway, that was a that was a successful uh, that was a successful ranting and raving. Lisa Lisa really enjoyed it, as you pointed out. She wasn't on with us, so she really enjoyed uh, getting to uh, for me to get to watch a debate where I got to uh, uh, make my uh, opinions heard loudly, uh, and she didn't have to be there to listen to any of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah it it was super. What's the thing that they do? At the end of TMI, pardon the interruption. Oh, PTI. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> TMI. What is that? Too much information. PTI. Uh, well, they do to sign off. Um, well, know where they fact check themselves. Oh yeah, they do errors. Uh, okay. Yeah they they do a they do a thing and and do we do we have any errors and then oh we made a minor minor error uh, apparently uh, New York isn't in California yeah so they 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 actually have they do they do a fact check at the end to, to fix anything that they got wrong so last week I referred to Oklahoma as being a Rodgers and Hart musical when it's clearly Rodgers and Hammerstein yeah so yeah. Yeah, Rogers and Hart was pal Joey and Babes in Arms, and Rogers and Hammerstein is Oklahoma and Carousel and South Pacific, on and on and on. Sound of Music. Anyway, sorry, my bad. If you would have, yeah. uh, if you would have stayed in choir a couple more years, you would have learned that crap, <laughs> or I would have at least learned how to play it on the piano. Yeah. Well, either way. Yeah. Um. So there's that, and that was actually confirmed by wikipedia that's a wiki what sorry what it was totally wiki a it was totally wiki it was totally wiki yeah and wikipedia is as you say what wikipedia is source of all truth and knowledge where does that come from that was the the oh you know what that goes into the cold open um that is something that our family says um <laughs> and i've never heard anybody else say it and I made it up <laughs> quite a while ago. Let's put it this way. The kids were, we, the kids were not in high school, I believe at one point um, because uh, people just started referring to Wikipedia and they're like, well, according to Wikipedia and you're like, you know, that's not, that's not a good source. And so at that point it was sort of, it was sort of to put down Wikipedia. And so because anytime anybody basically says, oh, it's in Wikipedia, like, like that's gospel. And so I was making fun of it. So every time I refer to it, any, any quote, you, you just, um, hey, according to Wikipedia, source of all truth and knowledge, what actually happened in Pearl, at Pearl Harbor is a little different, right? Since I started doing that, however, I am sure I'm, I'm, I'm other than the people that get in and do the weird, you know, this page got edited a thousand times in one day while people are changing things back and forth. Uh, it might be our closest source of all truth and knowledge. So, you know what? Good on you, Wikipedia. You got me. <laughs> I went because you said that and it kind of I'm like, huh. I wonder if that's like on their webpage or in their masthead or anything. I'm like, no. And I couldn't find it anywhere. I'm like, okay, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> right here. There you go. <laughs> right here. Which, you know, that alone ought to be able to get me my own Wikipedia page. Yes, but you can't write it yourself as we know from, from yeah. the newsroom. Yeah. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. You need a tertiary. Yeah. You need, you need a tertiary source 
or it's a tertiary source, right? So I can't write it. And anybody that wants to write it has to refer to a secondary source about, yeah. So, right. Although technically, technically the fact that we are discussing that I created the, the, I created the, the tagline, Wikipedia source of all truth and knowledge that's on this podcast. If one of our listeners then wrote that Wikipedia page and referenced this podcast, that that works. That 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 meets the rules, right? I think it does. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Let's get the song first. <laughs> okay. So so one more. I, I don't know. When when we were when we were growing up. My father would say, see my cows. <laughs> okay. And it was like you were, you were showing off something that you had, right? Like a, like a farm, like a farmer might do, right? Yeah. Yeah. See my cows, except it was, you know, when you were, when you were showing something off for mostly your own benefit to yeah. somebody else. Right. So it like I got new shoes or or you know my sister got, you know, a new pair of blue jeans or something. It see my cows, right? It yes, it was I've never that that's one that I have never I have never heard anyone else say ever anywhere. Question, did he ever say that to a judge? <laughs> Nobody's not done yet. Okay. Cause <laughs> that would be impressive. Although, as they say, you can say anything you want in your last case. Oh, God. Should I tell my favorite, favorite story of my father? Um, well, about... it's probably better than like your third favorite. So. <laughs> the, so dad has, my dad has sat on the board for Iowa Valley Community College, which includes Marshalltown and Ellsworth. He's on, yep. he's been on the board. A long time. He is the second longest serving board member in the history of the state. Wow. Right. That's, that's saying something. Right. And, um, and it has been president of that board a couple of different times, several different times at this point over the course of that time, they kind of traded around. I don't know. Anyway. Um, and at one point a lady had passed away and had as part of her property, Arabian horses and she donated them in her will to the equestrian program at Ellsworth community college. Have I told you this story? I don't, I don't believe so. So, so they're debating at the community college board meeting about whether or not to take them and as an expense and the liability and blah, blah, blah. And, and this goes on and on and on way longer than it should have um, to the point where my father never missing an opportunity says, has anyone inspected the mouth of this gift horse? And yet he's still on the board. <laughs> and yet he's still on the board. Uh, that's still, that is, you know, how many, uh, how many times in your life do you get to do that? Right. <laughs> can't let him go to waste. <laughs> you really can't. Nope. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Okay. So speaking of, speaking of horses, you got that email from the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. Inviting me to, uh, partake of, uh, of, of, uh, of a suite. Yes. 
Right. Um, question for you. Yeah. Given the typos and everything that was in it, was the .net at the end of the email address a clue? <laughs> Broncos.hotmail.com. At Hotmail. It's at Hotmail, Todd. Not dot .hotmail. That's not an email address. Jeez. You're going to have to go to Todd's Tech Corner and learn some stuff. <laughs> I was, as I was listening back through and editing, I'm like, huh, .net. Because you read the email address on the, I'm like, huh, .net. I wonder if that's legit. I'm oh. betting not. I'm betting not. Look at that. Boy, I'm, you know, I'm probably now, now that I read out the, uh, you know, here's the thing. I'm looking at this. I've, I've got, I've got his, I've got his direct, I've got the salesperson's direct line and his cell phone number. So I call. Hey, calling about those uh, about the suite. Yeah, yeah. You interested? Just wanted to see. Do you work for the Broncos? Because <laughs> you got a weird, uh, you got a weird email address. Yeah. Although now that I see this email address, I bet you could figure out. I bet you now you could just work through and figure out everybody's email address that works in the NFL. <laughs> oh, look at that. Huh. Probably shouldn't have said that out loud. Anyway. All right. Moving on. Okay. So this is m- not. This is not really. F- follow up this is i think that's about all that i had but this is still in the football area did you see that the sec fined lane kiffin yes 25k for retweeting a tweet for criticizing the officials yes for not reviewing a crucial play yes that the sec agreed that they screwed up right so that you were right we were right, or you were right. Yes. Now, now you have to give us 25000 <laughs> Right. So he then tweeted, where can I find 25,000 pennies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I saw. He- yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And, then, yeah. and then after that, he wrote, was just checking to see if the SEC would review my math to get it right this time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, after good further, catch. After further review, it's 2.5 million pennies. Thanks for stopping to get it right. <laughs> oh, Lane Kiffin doing Lane Kiffin things. Yeah, I'm just I'm just thinking when you when you're the high when you're one of the highest paid officials in higher education and in the entire state and you make a math error like that in front of everybody, you'd better have a witty comeback because um it's not a good look. Um, speaking of, uh, under follow-up, speaking of SEC football, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I believe I, I, in my continuing, uh, my continuing series of, uh, blasting, uh, coaches, uh, I may have taken the Florida head coach to task for, um, stating, uh, that, uh, he wanted to see 90,000 people in the swamp for their next game. Right. Uh, and then, and then they had a couple of COVID positive COVID tests, uh, on their team. More than a couple. <laughs> well, after we recorded, they then had to cancel the game that he wanted 90,000 people at, not because the fans were the problem, but because there was so many positive COVID tests on his team that it wasn't safe to put 90,000 people in the stadium because they would be too close to the players that were infected with COVID, including the head coach. <laughs> So strong, strong play there, Dan. That was, that was, uh, that was something. 
the newest the the newest entry, and this is this is going back a week because uh, we were so just jam packed with stuff last week, couldn't even fit this in. We were, um, yes, yeah. This now takes us from college. Um, although we're going to loop back to college here in a minute, but this takes us from the uh, the the insane college coaches to uh, to the professional coaches. Did you did you happen to see? Uh, so I don't know if you've noticed this year the Jets aren't very good. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Have you have you noticed that? Yeah, they're terrible, right? And and they're giving up. They're giving up like 150 points a game. I mean, I mean, they're just they're bad. After they're still not as bad as the NFC East, but okay, sure. They're, yeah, they're yeah. And they, they they'd be three games ahead in the NFC East, but but for AFC East, they're bad. And uh, somebody after after another consecutive loss, somebody asked the defensive coordinator of the Jets about his defense giving up so many points. And basically he paraphrased, I'm, I'm paraphrasing him because I didn't get the exact quote, but he, he basically in the, in talking with the media basically said, yeah, there's some stuff we need to work with, but uh, all of those points, those are, those aren't all on the defense. Um, we got, we got, we got, uh, we got some, uh, we got some other, uh, other parts of the team are putting us in a pretty bad position. And uh, you know, you need to go talk to them about that. Now, a couple things. Number one, the head coach is also the play caller. <laughs> so, so the guy that, yeah, that's not good. But here's my Ooh. thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, a couple things, right? You're like, oh my goodness, shots fired from the defensive coordinator at the rest of the team, <laughs> right? Like, it's not all our fault. Go look at those people. Here's some funny things about that, right? So just in general, I look at that and I go, well, now you know why they're a terrible team, right? Because uh, here's the leaders of the team, the coaches. And with a little bit of adversity, the first thing that the head of the, the, the defensive coordinator, the arguably second most powerful person on the team does, is start throwing other people under the bus instead of taking accountability for his side of the ball. Now, admittedly, he's not wrong, but... Because the offense is putting them in a bad, but what you don't do as a leader is throw everybody else under the bus. You, 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 you say, yep, we got to get better. You know, we're not getting the job done. And then you go behind closed doors and then you, and then you, you have it out. Right. But, but like, like what kind, like this, I wouldn't let this guy be a supervisor for three people on my team. (laughs) Like not with that attitude. Right. (laughs) However, it gets better. Because do you know who the defensive coordinator is for the Jets? Uh, no. Yeah, you shouldn't know. Nobody should know because they're terrible. <laughs> it's it's Greg Williams. Oh, who is it, Greg Williams? Isn't he the guy that was um, paying players to take out other players when he was in New Orleans? Yeah, he was the defensive coordinator in New Orleans when the NFL when the NFL investigated and came to the conclusion that he was paying bonuses to his defensive players to injure offensive players on other teams. He denies that, but he was suspended for the league for a year because if you pay people to injure other people, um, everybody gets a one-year suspension. You don't have to actually face any criminal activity because that kind of sounds like assault and conspiracy and all sorts of bad stuff. Anyway, yes, that guy. Um, Right. your, your your paycheck is okay. That's called salary. Anything beyond your salary, that's yeah. not appropriate. 
Right. Needs to be kind of above board, right? Right. Like, exactly. Yes. You, you, you gave the guy a concussion so he couldn't return to the game. Here's an extra 500. But in addition, he was also the defensive coordinator for the Browns the year that they were on hard knocks that um, Hugh Jackson was the head coach. Todd Haley was the offensive coordinator and Greg Williams was the defensive coordinator. And what I will tell you is, by the way, hard knocks turned. I mean, it was, it was interesting when it started and then it turned in. It was just terrible. It's just, it's, it's, it's on HBO. Oh, it's behind the scenes. No, no, no. It's all, it's, it's overproduced and they don't show you anything except the season that the Browns were on. I've never watched a single minute of it. Okay. Don't worry about it. You haven't missed anything and I wouldn't watch any of it, but what I'm telling you and anybody else, and you don't even have to like sports. If you want to watch a train wreck over multiple episodes, the, the season of hard knocks of the uh, Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield is, is coming in as the new rookie quarterback, but here's what's great. It is very, very evident that the players are kind of interesting, but you see starting in the first episode, you have three head, you have the head coach, the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator. They hate each other. All three of them hate each other to their face, hate each other, including they got Todd Haley yelling at on the practice field. This is just practice. We're talking practice. Thank you, Alan. On the practice field, Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator, yells at Greg Williams across the field because in a practice, one of his one of the defenders comes around and knocks down the quarterback who's wearing the red vest. And you're not supposed to knock down your quarterback who's wearing the red vest because that's how you get guys injured. So the rule in practice generally is don't hit the quarterback. Right. Defender comes through, knocks the quarterback down. Haley starts yelling at Williams. You don't hit the quarterback. At which point Williams then starts walking across the field. Then do a better job blocking. (laughs) They can't stand each other in every scene. You can see all three of them just loathe them. And, I'm going to jump ahead. You can watch that. Um, Midway through the season, Hugh Jackson is fired. Todd Haley is fired. Uh, Greg Williams becomes interim head coach. And then at the end of the season, he gets fired. So anyway, um, apparently his, uh, his leadership skills are still well on display of the jets. Hey, your defense giving up a lot of points. That's not my fault. Good talk, Greg. Good talk. Real housewives of Cleveland. Pretty much. Pretty much. It's awesome. I'm I'm just telling you, like, it's just, it's, I mean, the players are kind of fun to watch. Um, but you're, I mean, I just watched this whole thing and just went like, you knew right then you're like, they are going to be terrible this year because they, this is forget the players, the, the coaches, the coaches have issues, <laughs> such good TV. Anyway, um, there you go. So there's the follow up on coaches. The next coach, uh, uh, Greg Williams, Steve. Uh, well, I haven't checked recently. They're really bad. I don't know if they kept him or not. Um, at the time we record this, I believe he is still the defense, the defensive coordinator for the jets. Uh, that's speaking, speaking of, of bad football on television. Um, m- Monday night, my bears played. Well, they were on the field. I wouldn't say they played. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> At one point I said, I, I give up. I'm going to bed. And you said you, you lasted a lot, lot longer than the Bears offense did. <laughs> you like that? I just, put in one, I just put in one zinger right before, you, right before you went off to bed. Oh, best line of the night. That was great. Um, so, But earlier during pregame and as the game was kicking off, there was there was a ton of crossover promotion between the NFL and the Mandalorian. Ooh, love love the Mandalorian. I joined I joined I joined the game late, so I missed all the cross promotion. Oh my god! I'm like, did, did the oh my, did over, the child deliver the ball <laughs> over and over? And I'm like, oh my, oh wait, they're both Disney properties. Well, ESPN is ESPN and Disney or Disney properties. Right. The NFL, exactly. But yeah, ESPN. Yeah, but okay. ESPN. Just somebody's like the NFL is okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. ESPN and Disney and the Mandalorian because Star Wars and they're all Disney properties. Like, oh, yes, of course they are. <sighs> it got really old really fast, and I love the Mandalorian. I I'm really really excited. For season two to come out, uh, we have rewatched in the last week. We rewatched season one. It was great. That comes back this weekend, I yes, believe. It does. Yeah, yes, it does. Cool. I don't. You know, I haven't seen many ads around that, so um, they should advertise that more. <laughs> on the other, what? on the other hand, you know why? You know why I haven't seen any ads for those? <laughs> because because I've learned about um, I've learned about the bankruptcies of one of the guys running for Congress here and how the other one votes with the leader of their party 80% of the time. Um, that's all just, I've learned. Just 80%? 80%. Sign that guy up. Yeah, just 80% and um, miss some committee hearings. So during, during like a commercial break that has eight commercials, <laughs> four of them are for one candidate and four of them. It's to the point where you're like, remember the good old days when every other commercial break just had something about Cialis in it. God, I miss that. You know what? I've been playing, I've been playing Scrabble on my phone and normally it's just really annoying ads for other stupid games. And now I'm getting candidate ads in between games and in between plays on my Scrabble app. I'm like, seriously, this is where I go to get away from this crap. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Although, uh, so I'm just, I'm going through my notes here now. I believe was it last episode or two episodes ago. I mentioned that I may have donated some money. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then that, that unleashed a fury of emails, the likes of which are bi- can only be described as biblical in nature. Well, I found one. I found one organization that I've given money to that I believe can outdo that. And you know what that is? Let me give you a hint. We give out a promo code for them every week. <laughs> I bought some mugs. <laughs> Oh, yep. Don't and, don't be weird. That's this is this is the only revenue we get for this thing. Stop. I mean, they're not paying us. I mean, but yeah, yeah. they're not going to pay us for another couple of years. But um, I'm just saying, I, I now feel like I'm on a first name basis with the email sender from Zazzle. 
Oh, hey, look, I hadn't heard from you in a couple of hours. Here's another discount code. You, you left that in your cart. Here's 20% off. Do not, do not ever, please. I know we say this, but we'll say it again for anybody that's new. Do not pay full price at Zazzle ever ever do not just put it in your cart and walk away for about 10 minutes and you'll have an email. Hey, you left this in your cart. Here's 20% off. Yeah. And I would also suggest maybe using an email that uh, you don't mind burning at some point, but otherwise, I mean, the stuff's nice. I don't get me wrong. I love the stuff. It's just, I was like, wow, that's uh boy. If you put, uh, if they put, if they put half the effort, into printing words on a t-shirt as they do on sending their emails. <laughs> Amy would have a hell of a t-shirt. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, uh, so before we totally leave TV shows and recommendations, okay. did you see the other piece of news this week of what's coming to Apple TV plus? Uh, all the peanuts stuff. Peanuts is coming to Apple TV plus. <laughs> we, we really got to rehearse. Yes. Um, yeah, so the peanuts, all the peanuts come uh, the you know like the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Yeah. And uh Charlie Brown Christmas and Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um you know how those have been on free over the air TV since the time that they started and they were on CBS for decades and then ABC. Yeah, yeah. since like 1954. Yeah, Apple bought your childhood. Um they're now on Apple TV Plus. So well, HBO bought Sesame Street. Yeah, so, well, good point. Yeah. Um, Apple, I believe, is giving um, like a, a three or four day window around each holiday. They're going to make it available for anybody to watch. But anyway, yeah. So clearly, oh. not not uh, not that. What what were you, what did you have in mind? John Stewart is coming back to television. That's right. Well, he's coming back to Apple TV. I wouldn't necessarily call that television, but that's and not for a while. So. I mean, he also signed a deal with HBO to do some kind of animated something that totally fell apart. But I, I, I am, I am hoping that John Stewart is coming back sometime next year to Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Okay. So, so do you? <laughs> I just, I should know this stuff anyway. So, the guy that ran HBO for years and years and years, I believe his name is Richard Pepler. Richard Pepler is the guy that signed the deal with Jon Stewart at HBO. Okay. Then AT&T, John Oliver's business daddy, bought HBO. <laughs> and then- if you start talking about how handsome Adam Driver is. <laughs> I would, but it, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't even, I can't even do justice to what John Oliver does to Adam Driver. <laughs> That's, or, or, or apparently wants to do to Adam yeah, Driver. Well, there, exactly. Although you know he's got good hair, kind of reminds me of uh, of Severus Snape. Anyway, so that is a reference to a previous episode. Um, <laughs> that jo- that joke was for Reagan. Yeah. So uh, when when AT and T bought uh, Time Warner and got HBO, uh, they walked in and they pointed somebody new over HBO, and they basically told everybody. And I'm paraphrasing here. But it was, they said it kind of nicer, but not super nice. They basically said, you know how you used to do low volume, uh, low volume series that were incredibly high quality? Those days are over. Netflix is where it's at. We need to be producing two to three original series every week. And none of them have to be good. 
We just need, we're going to compete with Netflix and the old model isn't working anymore. So Richard Pepler and his team were left right before they got fired because he wanted to, he, he, this is the guy that did all of the, like the big stuff that you think about. Like he signed game of Thrones. He did all of this stuff, I believe. So he's unemployed and his team's unemployed and he's looking around going, boy, who cares? Who, who wants to do like H, like what HBO used to be? Who's got a whole bunch of money that could do that and wants to do that and doesn't want to compete with Netflix. And then Apple called him and said, here's a check. And Pepler got to make his own studio and everything that that studio does gets, uh, I think Apple gets first look deals with him. And suddenly stuff that was at HBO is now moving to Apple. So is, is that, um, is that where the, uh, the Greyhound movie came from? Uh, no, Greyhound was Sony. The two guys that Apple, after Apple launched Apple TV with the two horrible TV shows, well, they, they launched it with carpool karaoke, which was fine. And planet of the apps, which from what everybody tells me makes, uh, that star Wars Christmas special look, uh, high, highbrow and well-produced. Hey, um, don't be dissing the star Wars Christmas special. That's what Chewbacca I'm saying. He had to get home. I know he had to get home. And that's, that's why George Lucas has destroyed all the copies of it. Um, cause he doesn't want anybody to know where Kashik is, whatever. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> after, after Apple figured out that they don't know anything about producing, uh, TV shows, they went out and hired some people who did know about producing TV shows. And I believe the two guys they hired, were the guys that ran film and TV for Sony, I believe hired them and said, you're now in charge of Apple TV. (laughs) So Apple eventually figured out you want to do, you want to do this stuff that they don't know anything about. You, You go hire the guys that did the Sony TV and then you go hire the guy that figured out what was good on HBO. And then you just give them lots and lots of money. So anyway, there you go. I think we've now lost all of our listeners um, talking about the ins and outs of uh, of Apple TV. Anyway, um, John Stewart's coming back uh, apparently with something like maybe a John uh, a John Oliver like show, but with less frequency. <laughs> oh, great! Like, 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 like last month tonight. Yeah, like you know, John Stewart just shows up whenever he wants to. Like, hey, I decided to shoot an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Great, thanks, John. So it with the same frequency that this podcast comes out, like well, whenever, <laughs> yeah, whenever, whenever the editor gets around to it. Um, also, also in Apple TV news, by the way, just because we've uh, they they announced uh, they announced this week, uh, I believe yesterday, that uh, that Ted Lasso has now been picked up for its third season. Oh, excellent! I was hoping we would get a Ted Lasso update because we haven't talked about Ted yeah, Lasso. There in- you go. Like three weeks. Yeah. We, we were so, if so, you haven't watched Ted Lasso by now, watch Ted Lasso. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I've converted you. Now my work here is done. I can fade off. And now you will take the good word of Ted Lasso. So they'd already had a second season already bought. And then uh, apparently people are now starting to think that this is the Apple TV breakout show. And so they're like, hey, we should probably order another one of those. So quickly. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Before somebody gets an idea. I got an email. And for a minute today, I confused NVIDIA, which is a video card, 
with Nexium, which is the sex trafficking cult. <laughs> like, why is Newegg selling? Oh, wait, no, never, never mind. No, okay, I get it. That's a weird Black Friday special to be running. Oh, I should really read that closer. Here's the funny thing. You made that mistake, and then you type it into our show notes. Yes. Then I come in to record. I pull up our show notes. I walk out to go grab a glass of water or whatever. I come in here. As I'm putting my headset on, I look down, and I and I see, and I go, huh, does Dwayne want to talk about that sex cult? <laughs> nah, I must have misread it. <clears throat> Put my headphones on, and then look down and go, NVIDIA. That's what, nope, there you go. I see what you did. Oh, he does. <laughs> see, see why that can happen? Yeah. Yes. Yep, yep. Yeah. For a minute there, I thought this, this was going to be a very different podcast. Uh, but, uh, no, that makes sense. You know, you know what the problem is? It's email. Email's the problem. <laughs> what? Invariably. Why, why is, why is Newegg sending you, although well, you should probably, you should probably check, uh, you should probably check with Lucas cause he may, he may need the newest NVIDIA card to, uh, power up some stuff for his game. So, uh, yeah. Matter of fact, if we need to talk about, so if we need to talk about NVIDIA cards, well, I mean, she uses a console, but you know, we could talk with Sarah because you know those those go to gamers. We we probably shouldn't have any guests on talking about the other one. So let's let's just yeah, we don't need that. We just no, we don't no. no and Nvidia, in, Nvidia ought to think about maybe changing their name <laughs> or something, or or stop capitalizing. <laughs> yeah, maybe stuff. maybe maybe stop doing the all caps thing. I mean, I know Possibly. that they had it first, and they probably have the trademark, but they may want to burn that that. They they want to burn that corporate identity to the ground. <laughs> Just what's what's the oh um the energy company that was so awful, Enron. Yeah, yeah. Why are we selling Enron video cards? Trust me, it's better. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so much better than what we had. It's fine. That'd be great. Everybody's clearly forgotten about that compared to what it is that we have. Uh, so, what are you doing this weekend? You doing anything for Halloween? I uh, you know what I'm I'm still. I, I I put this on here because I'm looking for ideas. Um, so because normally normally I, I'm the, I'm the person that hands out the candy. Um, because because Lisa Lisa loves a number of holidays. Is loves Christmas. Halloween is not her favorite, and so uh, it's my job to hand out the candy to the kids, uh, for the kids, and I'm I'm trying to figure out, assuming that there's going to be kids coming to our door. Uh, I'm trying to figure out two things. Number one, um, how do I incorporate a hazmat suit into my costume? Well, and then number two, where to acquire a hazmat suit at this point. And then I'm also trying to figure out, and none of this is going to come to pass probably. I was actually trying to figure out what would look like a fun deliver, a candy delivery system that would also meet all social distancing requirements. So I was trying to think of like, do I, do I build like a little, like a small trebuchet? <laughs> just stand out there. Hold on kids. Hold on. Funk, and just start flinging, <laughs> flinging candy. Um, do I get some PVC pipe and get some lights and then, um, and then, and then put it at an angle and basically like, it's like the, it's, it's the Halloween. So you don't want to say it's the Halloween pipe. That sounds terrible. Um, and then, and then they slide the candy. Yes. I've seen, I've seen. Yes, I've I've seen those. So if you find the hazmat suit, you could go as time traveling Marty McFly. Yeah, yeah. 
Not 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 when he's wearing the puffy vest, right? But right. when he's wearing the hazmat suit. Yeah. Good point. I mean, none of the kids would know what the hell that is, but no, I could no. I, I would have to put a hello, my name is Marty McFly sticker on. And maybe the parents would go, I remember that scene. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. 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 And the, yeah. even if you put the hello, my name is Marty McFly, the kids are still not going to know who that yeah, is. No, no, that's that's not it. So I, I, I have a little bit of time. I mean, normally I don't dress up. I just hand out the candy. And apparently, by the way, just if if, if your job is to hand out the candy, if, if you think what's the most important part, dressing up for the kids or handing out the candy to the kids, you know what the kids want? They want the candy. They don't care whether you're dressed up or not. They don't care. Amy brought home a bag of assorted minis, right? 250 assorted mini whatevers, right? Milk duds, Reese's peanut butter cups, Kit Kats, opened one of those little boxes of milk duds. It had one milk dud in it. I was going to say the minis, the minis are getting minier and minier every year and, uh, uh, show title. And, um, yeah, just there's, there's one dud. (laughs) There you go. Here's a dud. So yeah, I got one dud. And then the next box had four in it. And then the next box had one. I'm like, wait, quality control, people. Um, <laughs> but the, the bag also had Almond Joys in it. And no one, no one in our house will eat Almond Joys. So Lucas suggested that the kids all get two pieces of candy, one of which is always an Almond Joy. It's not a bit. You know what? That's how you solve problems. That's why this kid's going to go far in college. <laughs> That's Right. It's, it's like the, you remember the scene at the end of the big bang theory episode where they were, they were the cats. Here's your cat. And here's your $20. They're Sheldon had Sheldon had all of these cats and then he had to get rid of them. And so it's like, they had a lemonade stand with a sign that says cats, $20. He says, here's your cat. And here's your $20. I'm just thinking like the math problem that you have to solve. You have a bag of 250 pieces of candy. You have 75 trick-or-treaters coming of the hundred of the 250 pieces. You have a hundred almond joys. Almond joys are crap. How many pieces can you (laughs) just figure it out? This, this is rapidly turning into a math show. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. This math problem brought to you by recess recess. The ones that don't suck. How many kids do I have to have to get rid of all of the almond joys? Well, at least 75. Well, not necessarily because if you knew how many kids were coming, like if you knew you're only getting 25, you know what? You're going to be, you're going to be known as the almond joy house from now on. And then I'm going to be scrubbing eggs off of my front door the next day. You know what? You get five almond joys and you get five almond joys and you get five almond. Like everybody walks out of way a winner. Oh. <laughs> and one dud. Yeah. And one dud. Bloop. Dud. Oh. Literally. It's uh-huh. literally a milk dud. Yeah. Hey, you know what? As long as I'm not getting the shaft, that's, that's fine. <laughs> so, so do you, so other than that, other than your candy distribution, do you guys have any other, uh, any other Halloween plans? No, I think the, I think the plan at this point is to open the garage door and set up the six foot table and then slide the candy across the table to the kid. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. That's a smart idea. Huh? Though most of the kids, most of the kids on our street aren't tall enough to see over the table. So I don't know how that's going to work, but I don't know. Anyway, you know what? Here's what you do. Okay. Make this fun for them and you. You set up the six foot table and you put a square, you tape a square on the ground at the, at their end of the table. 
And basically what you say is put your bag or your pumpkin or whatever you have, set it down there. Then you slide it and see if you can hit it into the bag. Fun for me, fun for them. Maybe not fun for them, but at least fun for me. You know what? At the end of it, they get candy. And if you really want some fun, you know what? And they get candy and almond joys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Good point. Oh, I got a toothbrush. Yeah, I'll trade you. I got an almond joy. Uh, No, no, no. That's good. I'll keep the toothbrush. (laughs) (laughs) I got coal. Um, Only available. Only available on Apple TV Plus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, what I was going to say oh, was... Oh, master if, if, the callback. There you go. <laughs> we just... You know what? It's it's as if we wrote this all out ahead of time. What you could do, just to have it even more fun, is you and Amy or you and Lucas could take turns sliding the candy down and then just keep a tally of <laughs> of who's who's better at the candy slide. <laughs> we get a chalkboard. Woohoo! Huh? Exactly. Woo! And you know what? Here's the thing. Loser eats an almond joy. <laughs> oh, that's you know what? You not get... fair at all. Oh, it's going to get real competitive now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is, you know what? It's all fun until there's something riding on it. And now, yeah, you know, basically you want to make this interesting. Loser eats an almond joy. Although what I have to tell you is I've seen, I've been around your entire family and I know where the competitive level is. And what I would tell you, Dwayne, is don't open that door unless you are prepared to go fully through that door because, because, because you and Lucas are not the most competitive people in your family. <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> so what I'm saying is if you open that door, I can tell you this, Amy's not eating an almond joy. It's coming down to one of you two. <laughs> what did you learn this week? All right. Yeah. The question is, what didn't I learn this week? Yeah. A couple things. Um, how, how, how are we doing on time? We are way over. All right. I will, uh, (laughs) uh, let's see. Uh, I'll save that one for later. Uh, just a quick thing I learned today. Um, when one is, when, when, when one or an entire couple is, you know, more or less quarantined at home and working from home, um, losing the internet for a while sucks oh, yeah Lo- losing losing your water on the same day <laughs> is also makes it a little inconvenient we we've we've got we've got some contractors here doing some more work we'll follow up down the road um anyway i'm on a meeting with work with my boss's boss and the doorbell rings and uh and lisa's got it thank you great so i'm literally talking explaining something and i hear uh yeah i think we hit your water line (laughs) and i'm like excuse me i have to go for just a minute um and uh apparently one of the downsides of living in a place that gets to be 115 degrees is you don't have to bury water lines five feet deep because it doesn't freeze so you only need to put them down like six or eight inches and if you've got anybody with a skid loader they can go down i don't know let's say six or eight inches it's entirely possible you could lose your water line so anyway um, I learned how deep my water line was buried today. Um, not very. <laughs> the answer is not very. Uh, <laughs> apparent, apparently, the people that buried your water lines are the people that also came up and buried my sprinkler lines. Ooh, what, okay. What, 
what they did there was they they lifted up the new sod and laid down the sprinkler lines and oh put God. the sod back down. <laughs> yeah, my neighbors told me that after I moved in, and they'd been down for a year. Wow. Yeah. What? I mean, admittedly, it's much easier just to lift up your grass and tuck a coats under than actually dig a trench, but... It's not going to be my problem. I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> says says the sprinkler guy right yeah meanwhile yeah that that's why i haven't aer- aerated that's why i haven't that's why i haven't aerated my lawn because then i i would have sprinklers everywhere yeah that would uh, yeah. wow what uh, what you got down going on there Dwayne? oh yeah we're now uh, we're going to call this the bellagio <laughs> yeah yeah so so your sprinkler line is your sprinkler line is not very deep <laughs> what else what else did you learn this week Okay, this week, uh, last week, as as we recorded, um, finally finally put up a single political sign in our yard. Oh. Um, yep we 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 ordered it and it took apparently forever to get here. Anyway, we got it and uh, and I put a put the political sign out out in our yard. Now this is this is this is kind of a big moment. Um, every year, uh, every every four years, we put one political sign out. Um, for the candidate that we are choosing to support, we put it out in our yard, and it is safe to say that uh, since for almost twenty years, it is safe to say that the political sign that we put out in our yard is not uh, somebody who's going to win in our state. Let's just put it that way. We we already know. <laughs> NBC's already called it. They've already, called, they've called this one and the next one. <laughs> they've already said, and the winner is not who Todd's supporting. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. We just put out our sign. You know, it's not making a huge statement. It's just, here's who we support. And then after the election, win or lose, then the sign comes down. That's fine. Uh, in our current neighborhood, um, there there are very there are two other signs that have that same name on. Um, there are a significant number of flags flying with the other name on it surprising number of large flags flying and draped and all sorts of stuff. Anyway, that's fine. I mean, people can do what they want to do, but you're always kind of concerned when you're the, when you're the outlier in the neighborhood, um, putting up a sign, you know, draws attention to yourself, but we've already done that. So we've been jackhammering rock anyway. So, (laughs) so Saturday morning, Saturday morning, our doorbell rings and we just assume it's a delivery, but no, it's somebody's there. So Lisa goes and answers the door and, and there's a, there's an, a gentleman, uh, standing there and an older, a little bit older. And, and his car is in the street in front of our driveway running. And he starts off with, Hey, I saw your sign. Now, given what I've just set up, I've run through that. This is a possible scenario. And I thought, Holy crap, that didn't take long. This is going to go poorly, incredibly quickly. Because literally, I've never had anybody come up to my door, ring my bell, and start off with, I saw your political sign. <laughs> Uh-oh. Can't say that anymore. Yep. Yep. Hey, learned something new. What did I learn this week? Well, that's one thing. And I'm just thinking, Lisa's there, and I can kind of hear, and I'm thinking, ah, oh, I better get to the door. Better get to the door. Anyway, here's here's what he wanted to tell us. He's one of our neighbors. He just lives down on the other side of the street, down the equivalent of about five or six houses. 
I'm like, uh oh, all right. He's in the room. And I'm running through my head of uh does he have a flag up or not? Right. Uh right. anyway. Yeah. And here's here's what he says. He uh him and his wife just moved here within the last year. And they moved from Northern California. And since they moved into this neighborhood, they really like the place, but our neighborhood and the community and the county and the state all again, it's easy to call which political party it's going for. And he and his wife do not share the same affinity for that political party. And he was there to say, thank you for putting up a sign because in his words, he thought him and his wife were the only two people in our entire neighborhood, in our entire community, that were going to vote the way that they were going to vote. And out driving his car and seeing a single sign, letting him know that they were not the only people in this entire neighborhood, that they weren't alone, made his day. And he just wanted to say thank you for letting him them know that they were not alone in this neighborhood. And I thought, well, that's that's a lot better than the way I thought this was going to go down. <laughs> While we don't normally do the sappy stuff, what I learned, and I'm just, I'm going to throw this out here, is what I learned was I put that sign out for me, right? Lisa and I put that sign out for us to say, here's who we're voting for, and to be a little bit of, uh, you know, causing problems in the neighborhood, let's be honest. But that's, you know what? That one's for Leroy. You're not... You're not, you're not <laughs> You're not because <laughs> you're not doing enough of that anyway with the jackhammering. But sure, right, you know, right, right. You know what? In in for a penny, in for a pound, right? Like, but yeah, so, that one's for Leroy. Sure, yeah, why not? Yeah. So so we put that sign up for us, and this gentleman stopping by was just a reminder that while we were doing that for us, and nominally for the candidate, but the, realistically, he's he's not going to win here. So does, like the fact that they even shipped us a sign here is kind of amazing because it's probably better used someplace else. But anyway, so it wasn't for the candidate. It's for us. But he just reminded that occasionally, right, that somebody else who probably won't come to your door and ring your bell, and this doesn't have to do with political signs. This can be, this can be about almost anything a little sign that you just put out there that somebody else sees that they say, you know what? I'm, I'm not alone here. Uh, there are people who are in my community here, even if I don't know them well, and it can make their day. So I'm just throwing that out that a little sign on your part can make somebody else's day. And you may not even know about it, but it's, it's probably worth doing. We should probably put that in a different podcast. We're we're up to like twelve podcasts now. <laughs> yeah, I keep waiting for the editor to release all of them. Where the hell are they? It's busy. <laughs> so, uh, so what did you learn this week? So this, what I learned this week that it's kind of a, a tech corner sort of thing, but hopefully it'll be useful. Um, you got your you got your phone handy. Yep. So. Um, go, go, frankly, go to, go to anything. Um, and where you would type a word, anything, so, anything.com or anything.net. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The, the, the anything, go to the anything app. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just type any key. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to someplace that I can type someplace that you can type. Right. Okay. Okay. So yep. type, type a few letters in your phone. Right. Yep. Okay. Now hold down on the space bar. And just keep holding down on it. 
And it turns it into a cursor you can slide back and forth. Sorry, and it turns is that what it's supposed a, to do? Yes, it does. And you can slide that cursor around without lifting your thumb off of, or whatever, off of the keyboard. And you can slide it around. Now, I don't know if this works on Android devices, but it works on my iPhone. And I learned it this week. And it's amazing. But you already knew that. Me? Me? No. Nope. Do, do, do you want me to say? I, I I never teach you anything about phones, but I thought that was really awesome, and which leads me to why the hell didn't you? We we spent how long talking about VPNs, which is of no use to hardly anyone that everyone could use. I just assumed it was common knowledge. Um, <laughs> really uh, handy, really handy little tip there. Hold down on the space bar, move the cursor around. Yeah. And you can, yeah. I mean, it's not even one line. You can move it up and down different lines. Yeah. Oh, you can, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty handy. So, uh, yes, that there you go. Hey, look, Dwayne's tech corner giving valuable information since nine 45. <laughs> <laughs> Our music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on Incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can find Talking to Todd on Overcast and Apple Podcast and Spotify and Podbean and any place else you get your podcasts. Just tell your friends to search Talking and the number two. No G, no space. Zazzle merch, which we're now we should now be all well aware of at this point, right? Um, order one mug, get 40 emails. I'm probably not selling that right. Am I? Well, I mean, it is true. Um, um, so, so in, in honor of Halloween, you are, you're now listening to talking boo Todd, where candy is always an option and they can't all be monsters. Okay. Yep. Sure. Sure, why not, right? Um, Zazzle's promo code this week is Spooky Treats with a Z. Spooky, S-P-O-O-K-Y, Treats. Of course it's a Z. With a Z. Because it's Zazzle. T-R-E-A-T-Z. And it's 31% off site-wide until midnight on November 1. So, assuming I get this podcast up in time for you to listen prior to midnight on November 1... 31% 31% off for Halloween. Thanks to talking boo Todd. So it'd be hilarious if you purposely release this on November 1st <laughs> or, or even November 2nd. Yeah. Well, I'm just like, Oh, and you just missed it. Oh, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I was actually thinking about, have you seen the ghost of disapproval? Um, I have not. Who just says boo. With a little thumbs down, <laughs> he, he he may make an appearance in the uh, he may make an appearance in the show art this week. We'll see. I, I haven't heard of him, but uh, uh, since we talked so much about email uh, today, I received an email from Janice from LinkedIn, and <laughs> I thought, I hope she's not from accounting before I read this. <laughs> Missing a lot of work here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> 
You can uh, you can tweet at us at Talking to Todd, and the website is talkingtotod.com. Thanks to our listeners, especially the new ones. Tell your friends, please subscribe, and please send your feedback to feedback at talkingtotod.com. Todd? According to CNET, Google's had that feature since 2016. <laughs> yeah. Really? Or a version of it anyway. Yes. You can at least go side to side. I don't know. I, it's a, it's a like six paragraphs. I, apparently, sure. anybody has got a anybody's got a Google phone. Uh, let us let us it, know. It works there too. D- is this a new thing on iOS fourteen? Um, no, it came out on iOS twelve. So uh, I am really behind. There's, there's an article here from Mashable. Uh, from September 24th, 2018, Apple's coolest keyboard trick became even better in iOS 12. <laughs> okay, so I'm two years behind the curve. Okay. Yeah, but the, but, the, but the good news is, is that you can go through and you can find all the iOS 12 tips and just can just start dropping them every week. <laughs> well, I, I still have an iPhone 8. So what do you, what good do you expect? Point. You know it's, what? Good, that's, you, that's, when that, that's when it came out. So you're good. I'm right on brand. Dwayne's old tech corner. That's what it is. What you want to do is when you crank start your car, you want to step to the side so that when the engine catches, it doesn't, it doesn't spin the thing around and hit you in the knee. <laughs> Oh my god, until next week we've been talking to Todd. What if I told you that you could get your plumbing inside your house? <laughs> Next on Dwayne's te- uh, old time tech te- uh, tip corner. Everybody except Todd. He can't because that water line's busted. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>